Hey, long time no talk. I haven't had anything in my brain to share the past couple of weeks for a Fireside Friday recording. I ran out of previously recorded uh, poems and prose, and I just felt sort of paralyzed. And I, I tried writing and um, didn't come up with anything good. It was one of those instances where as I was writing, I was like, this sucks. And if I think this sucks, then the person listening to it is going to think that it sucks too. So <laughs> I quit. So I took a little two-week hiatus. And the beauty of this podcast is that nobody is keeping tabs on me. I have no timeline. I, you know, it's kind of just up to me to determine um, when or if I record an episode, which speaking of while I'm thinking of it, um, this coming Tuesday, I unfortunately won't have a full length episode. We had a scheduling conflict. So um, the next one will be on um, June 20th instead of so we'll be skipping June 13th so just wanted to make a little plug for that but today's fireside Friday is going to be a little bit unconventional I'm going to kind of just share some thoughts that I had that I've been having um, rather than reading something that I've written so um, it's going to be a little bit off the cuff a little bit different um, I hope you enjoy it <laughs> Um, so I was thinking this morning about how connecting with people on like an emotional level and having open and honest face-to-face -face conversations always spark inspiration for me, um, especially when I've been in a period of lacking inspiration, which I definitely have the past couple of weeks, which is usually for me brought on by a dip in my mental health, which I, a couple of weeks ago, um, the week after we got back from our camping trip, I went into a pretty low low, um, was feeling some depression symptoms, which always is like a, it's like a feedback loop between anxiety and depression, and they just sort of feed each other and so feed off of each other. And so that whole week, I just kind of struggled um, with some anxiety and depression symptoms. And it didn't help that I had run out of Trikafta. <laughs> I um, didn't realize I was getting low. And so I forgot to place another order. And I ended up being out for about a week. And the thing about that is my CF symptoms come back pretty quickly once I stop taking Trikafta. I notice a difference after about two days. So I started getting more like congested and having my, my old chronic cough came back and I could just feel in my lungs that there was more constriction, more mucus and, um, and I was more lethargic. And then I also just wonder too, if that has some effect on my mental health, because it just, it seems strange that that coincided. So so it was a rough week. So I gave myself a break that week. And then the next week I still just had nothing to give. And then Last night, I was having a conversation with Corey, um, my husband, because about just I, I kind of came to him and was like, hey, I feel like we haven't been able to connect with each other on just like a human level, you know, outside of talking logistics or things regarding the kids or work, 
we're schedules, you know, and so to me, I, I tend to notice that pretty quickly and it, it gets to me. And so I wanted to just like reconnect with him. So, um, and it can be funny as parents, like I know I've seen memes and stuff online that it's like you get a date night together and you don't know what to talk about besides the kids. And so we kept kind of like falling back on that, like talking about stuff about the kids and then like logistical things. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this right now. We talk about this stuff all the time. Let's just like try to talk like husband and wife, like we used to before we had kids. And so we ended up kind of reminiscing on international trips that we'd taken in the past. And we were reminiscing on uh, like our trip to Costa Rica. I'm not even going to try to remember the years um, to England and Spain. And something that came up for me was remembering how my anxiety would sometimes hijack the driver's seat on those trips. And it's such a shame. Like I, I have these beautiful memories of these trips. Like they, they are some of my favorite memories that live inside my head. But I also remember my anxiety kind of taking over at times and sort of casting a haze over the experience. And, and I remember always being like on every trip that we would take. And this was before I started going to therapy and before I started taking psychiatric medication, I would uh, just always get this like overwhelming anxious feeling that I needed I needed to be back home doing something there was something I was supposed to be doing and instead I was on this trip and I always just felt really irresponsible and like frivolous and I was you know so I remember when we got to Costa Rica once we kind of got settled I had a, like a panic attack I was like what are we doing we're we're gonna spend two weeks here like I've got things I need to do back home and just like it's hard even now it's hard now to even like remember exactly what I was so concerned about but it was really like a panic attack and we were talking last night about how that's such a shame <laughs> because at the time we had no responsibilities um we we were renting a house um we had like, so we had our rent and two car payments and that's pretty much it. We had, and our jobs, but our jobs were flexible. Everything was fine. Like we had paid time off. So, you know, that should have been the time that I was like the most carefree and just truly soaking up every moment of that. But it seems like I definitely have a pattern of allowing my anxiety to overshadow really beautiful experiences. And and I was, so we we were talking about our trips and then we started talking about, um, I guess was sharing with Corey, like some of my recent anxieties, cause there's always something. And he was like, wouldn't it be a shame if a few years from now you look back and think back on this time, like you're thinking back on your past, um, international trips and realize, oh, I didn't really have anything to worry about yet. I was so worried I was so anxious. Like, shouldn't you kind of stop that cycle? And I was like, that's such a great thought. <laughs> Why did I think of that? But lately, I've been very concerned about just like feeling like I'm not doing enough. Like, I'm not like I'm spreading myself too thin with too many things, like going a million different directions and not going deep enough in one thing. And I was telling him how I just feel like I'm 
I'm never going to be like really good at something or like an expert in something because I splinter my focus. And he was like, you know, at the end of your life or, you know, at whatever point you want to choose, wouldn't it be a shame to look back and be like, wow, well, I could have been enjoying all these different interests that I have and like having the time and freedom and ability to do them. Instead, I was so worried about the fact that I wasn't like really good at one thing. And so I stole the joy from myself um, in all of those things that I was doing that I could have just been enjoying. And it kind of hit me. And so I was like, damn, you're right. I so often tend to steal my own joy by worrying and I kind of realized after talking with Corey last night, I'm like, I'm really, I'm not good at compartmentalizing. I know some people have that skill and are able to say, get really bad news and then uh, go on and like focus on work. And then when work is done, then then worry about the bad news and like focus on that. But I have this constant fear of like, if I'm not thinking about that thing constantly, then I'm forgetting about it. And then what's going to happen? And it's so silly, but it's just like the way that my brain operates. So the point of this rambling is just to say, if you are also a chronic worrier or someone who has been diagnosed with anxiety, or maybe you've not been diagnosed, but you know that you're an anxious person, maybe have a conversation with somebody about it to, to do some like perspective resetting or... I think you could even do it on your own or just from listening to this, you know, this can kind of serve as a conversation of sorts, but zoom out and look ahead and then picture yourself 10, 15 years down the road, looking back on present day you, what would future you want for present day you would that person want you to be constantly worrying now to be anxious about what you could be or what you could be doing, thereby robbing yourself of just living in the moment, being present and enjoying what you have going for you right now? I think the answer is no. Again, if you're like me, I only have my own experience to pull from. And as I've talked about, I quit drinking, I think it's been about seven weeks now. Part of the reason why I decided to quit was to be more present. But one of the challenges of not drinking has been, I think that I was using drinking as a way to stop this constant like cycle of anxiety of worries going on in my head. And now that I don't have that crutch to lean on, I'm having to figure out how to stop that constant spinning on my own without, you know, numbing out and using alcohol to help me stop the rumination. And it's really challenging. Um, but I think in the long run, it'll be something that's good for me that hopefully I'll be able, a skill that I'll be able to take forward with me in my life. I hope to be able to rewire those neural pathways so that when I start to have these ruminations that I'm able to stop myself on my own without having to use alcohol to stop myself from ruminating. So it's good. I think in the long run, it's just been a challenge in the short run. <laughs> and I I knew that going into this that, you know, it's stopping drinking isn't going to immediately fix everything. I'm not going to like instantly 
just know how to do things without alcohol. I'm going to have to learn how to do things without alcohol. Um, so I feel like I was fairly ready for this challenge, but that doesn't make it any less challenging. I hope you got something out of that. Um, I will do my best to next Friday have something more organized, have have a piece written that I can read. But let me know if this sort of like honest monologue style Fireside Friday appeals to you at all. I'm always interested in hearing feedback and hearing what people feel connected to. It it helps me feel like there's a purpose behind doing this because sometimes it can feel a little bit like yelling into a, a void. And anyway, if you have feedback or if you feel connected to something or if something resonates with you, do let me know. It really does mean a lot. So I hope you have a fabulous Friday and maybe spend a little time this morning or whenever you're listening to this thinking on how you can be more present in the moment and remove some of the anxious thoughts that might be swirling around in your head about what you could be, should be, would be doing, and instead a focus on what is actually going on in the moment and try to be in that fully. Have a fabulous Friday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Makers, Dreamers, Doers podcast with me, Morgan Barrett. Please remember to follow, review, and share this podcast with anyone who you think would enjoy it. Your support helps more people find the podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at morganbarrett underscore underscore and check out my website for more information at morganbarrett.co.